Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their Elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at it on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. If you're looking to throw some optics on your turkey gun this spring, look no further than the Vortex Defender ST. This is the red dot we're going to be running this season. We're excited about it. This thing's built like a tank, super lightweight, super long battery life, everything you need in a good turkey red dot. And if you want to get a discount on that red dot or any other Vortex Optic, go to eurooptic.com and use the code SGN10 to get a discount. That's eurooptic.com, code SGN10. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the EcoWild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. All right, guys. And first on the line, I have our buddy Sean Clarkson from Virginia. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing excellent. Doing great. I'm glad you can make some time for us today to uh, jump on for this Buck Report, being our first uh, reportee from Virginia. So let's kind of jump straight into it. You know, up until this point, you know, the season just got kicked off for you guys. What's the activity have you been seeing so far this season, and what have you heard from other guys in your area? Uh, the activity so far is it's fairly light. Um, it's been just miserable, hot, and humid. Uh, I think that's I know the weather generally doesn't impact how much deer might move, but it's affecting wind. So they're still moving a lot at night uh, when it's when it's just not miserable. Uh, but the activity is starting to pick up. I think once the weather cools off a little bit, uh, they'll they'll start moving more, and especially a lot with the agricultural crops. You know, the soybeans and corn uh, is starting to come out now. So once that's gone, they'll have to they'll have to leave those fields because the cover and the food will pretty much be gone for them. 
Now, also, you know, up until this point from what you've seen, you know, being in the woods, you know, what does the acorn crop look like for this year along with your soft mast in your region? The soft mast is ridiculous. I, I mean, it's just this this year, I mean, I know you're going to ask about rain. Um, I'll go ahead and answer that now. It's been wetter than a sailor's <laughs> ship up here. Uh, we're on track for like 70 inches of rain. We normally get like 42 so a ridiculous amount of rain um which just means that the soft mast is huge the persimmons are dropping the fox grapes and muscadines are ripe uh any type of any type of vegetation and all pokeberries you know pokeberries look like shooter marbles um so the deer are really keying in on those where they can find them and i don't blame them because probably tastes good uh, the acorns the hickory nuts are, are enormous so the bears are really kind of keying in on them when they can find them same thing with beech nuts acorns are going to be i think they're going to be hitting this we had some areas that had acorns dropping in july and august other areas that are starting right now um so it looks like it's going to be a bumper crop by acorns too all right and then you know up until this point from your experiences right now you know what are the bucks doing as in are they still grouped up or are they starting to separate up until this point they're starting to split um they they got hard horn um and shed their velvet mm, during the last month some earlier some later obviously so those those bachelor groups are starting to bust up um they're still somewhat chummy especially if there's any ag fields in the area you know soybeans and corns essentially the you know the food's bringing them in but they're they're starting to break up and and uh, feel their oats a bit. And, and also in your area, what is the fawn recruitment looking like for this year? Hit and miss. Um, we've got coyotes pretty good. They get a bad rap. I don't like them. I shoot every one of them I can see. But, uh, you know, they, they, they put a hurt on it, on the fawns. Bears do. Bobcats do. Um, ag kill permits do in a big way. You know, and then all the suburban cars and such but uh, you know fawn recruitment's been pretty decent uh, i think it's going to be an average to above average year especially with all the food the fawns that i have seen have just been fat 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 <laughs> well that's always a good thing and also you know we kind of touched on rain but y'all about to get a lot more rain from this next hurricane is that right i'm about to grow gills man <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean everything out here is wet uh, it's, it's it's just I've never seen this much rain up here. Uh, it, it's crazy. Well, well I, I got another question. Just kind of hit me on the top of my head. How does your um, how does your mosquito population looking like uh, up until this point? Uh, well, I've been driving through what what the weatherman's been calling fog, but uh, it leaves a smear on my windshield. If that gives <laughs> you any idea, I mean, it just yeah. we've got some Boone and Crockett sized mosquitoes up here. And, you know, you're gonna. I think you're gonna ask me what my what my uh, my Early strategy season. is yeah. this time of the year. Yep, yep. Well, strategy number one is to make sure the thermosel is there, the permethrin is on the clothes, and uh, try not to get you know sucked completely dry by mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that. That's uh, my last hunt got absolutely ruined by mosquitoes. And, and the crazy thing is, I, I've been hunting out here around some water, but really hadn't noticed mosquitoes until after this last couple of huge storms we had and it seems like they just started exploding i went into an area and absolutely got destroyed had the had the um thermocell running on high freaking switching out uh pads while i was out in the woods and also spraying myself down head to toe in 45 percent uh deet spray and that did not cut it 
um, absolutely miserable and actually left right before sunset because I was getting absolutely torn up and could not sit still. And when you can't, when you're hunting off the ground, and you can't sit still. That's not going to be a good hunt. So. No, no. Per- permethrin for the clothes and picardin uh, for a repellent because I think DEET has turned into a mosquito aphrodisiac. Uh, I mean, these things are just, they're, they're, they're nuts. I'll put it to you this way. I don't like spiders and I'm intentionally avoiding spider webs just in hope that they might kill one. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. And you find some, you find spiders out here that could freaking, oh man, I don't, I don't know. You get a spider in my clothes, man, a big spider, and man, you'll, you'll see me do some freaking moves. I've done it forever, man. I'll, I'll be acrobatic. Exactly, I'll be acrobatic. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be on another level. But uh, anyway, Sean, well, man, I appreciate you coming on for the this week's buck report. Uh, it's a good report, kind of coming from your area. Hopefully. It's going to dry up a little bit up in your area and cool off this next week so you can actually go out there and maybe see a little bit more deer activity and be able to get you a deer on the ground. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. And, and uh, you know, my, like I said, my strategy this time of year is, is try to not get killed by mosquitoes and, and find a travel corridor. Um, I, this time of year, I'm, I'm trying to put a doe on the ground. First, first deer of the year gets donated to Hunters for the Hungry. Um, so I'm not too picky about what the first one is that comes by, you know, break the ice and get the season started the right way. Well, perfect, perfect. Well, Sean, you have a great day, and I hope you have a great season, okay? All right, man. Thanks. All right, guys. And next on the line, we have our buddy Steve Angel. Steve, how are you doing today? Oh, not too bad. Trying to weather out all this rain we're getting from the from the hurricane that's coming up through from Florida. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you're pretty much, well, are you in the smack middle of it, or are you kind of on the outside edge? You know, I'll be honest. I haven't I haven't looked at it that closely. We're supposed to get like thirty five mile an hour wind and pretty good amount of rain, but other than that, I couldn't tell you. All right. Well, let's kind of jump straight into this again. Uh, you know, you're me covering uh, tennis or not Tennessee, uh, Georgia for us this week. Uh, so got, glad to have your input on it. And I know you've had a pretty eventful uh, season so far, at least on the Bears. I'd like for us to kind of touch on that as we go through this Buck Report. But, you know, kind of kick us off, you know, what kind of activity are you seeing up until this point of the season in Georgia? Well, I'll be honest, most most of the time it's been so hot, the movement's been really a little on the low side from, from years past. Uh, most, of the, most of the movement that I've seen has been within the first hour of daylight in the morning, just right in the last 30 minutes before dark. It's just really hot. Okay, well, and also in your area, you know, how's the acorn crop this year, and is that maybe playing a role in maybe deer movement along with the soft mass in your area? The acorn crop has been, well, so it it, it varies depending on where you're at. Um, and I'm hunting a pretty broad area of public land. The, the red oaks are producing a ton of acorns, and where there are no white oaks, the, both the deer and the bear pairing them up mm-hmm. the area that i hunt the most one of the wmas i hunt the most in north georgia uh, no white oak, white oak acorns I haven't found a single tree dropping but this past week i i moved to a different wma that i have never actually hunted before and lo and behold the first time i went out i found a bunch of white oaks that were dropping acorns so it just depends on your location all right, and in your area, do y'all have many persimmons or muscadines or anything for this year? So we do have muscadines, and they're kind of the same way. Usually, by the time archery season opens, there's not many of those left. Persimmons, we definitely have some of those. Not 
not as much in North Georgia as like down in Middle Georgia and, and South Georgia, but we do have persimmons. Um, some of those are actually still hanging on. Uh, haven't seen a lot of feeding activity around those as of yet. All right, and you know, up until this point of the season in Georgia, you know, from your experience and what you've seen and heard so far, are the bucks right now still kind of grouped up, or are they starting to separate? Um, so the buck activity I've seen so far has been uh, at least two or more, uh, with one exception. I did I did have one close encounter with a buck last weekend. Um, it was a it was a single buck, but other than that, everything's been grouped up in two or more okay and also are you starting to see any new buck activity when it comes to rubs or scrapes starting to open up so actually uh we had up in the, again the, the public land that i've hunted most of the season we had quite a bit of rubbing activity going on three weeks ago um or be three weeks this coming weekend uh some other land that i hunt a little bit closer to my house in hall county uh, they're just now starting to, to rub and actually make some scrapes as well. All right. And also, you know, in your area of Georgia, you know, what does the fawn recruitment look like for this season? Are you seeing, you know, more or less fawns compared to, you know, previous years? I'd say it's about normal. Um, most of the fawns I've seen with does have been in, you know, twins, pairs. So um, I would say the numbers look about what I've accustomed to seeing. All right, and then also, you know, I know you kind of touched on it earlier with the hurricane, but, you know, how much rain have you had up until this point in your area? And, you know, has that affected, you know, what you're doing so far uh, when it comes to either just vegetation density or have you all had any kind of a drought? Um, we've had some dry spells, but I wouldn't say it's been anything that's really affected like um, browse. Now, I do think, and I should have mentioned that when I was talking about the white oaks, the the WMA that I hunt the most, which is in Dawson County, um, there were actually white oaks producing acorns early earlier in the year, and you could see them, you know, up in the tops of the trees, binoculars. And for whatever reason, they abandoned that crop uh, midsummer, so there was just no white oak, white oak acorn in that area, or at least not that I found. And really, don't know why it happened, but it happened. Okay, that's fascinating. You're the second person I've heard talk about that this uh this year the other guy was uh justin miller from uh just east of here or you're just west of here in tennessee he said the same thing in his area and his counties most of the white oaks uh all abandoned their crop midsummer. so that, that's kind of fascinating but you know to kind of wrap up this report uh from georgia you know kind of tell us a little bit about what your early season tactics been so far and maybe a little bit of your running with some of the bears so my my tactics are typically um same year round unless I just happen to uh, find you know, really fresh or really hot feeding uh, activity around the, the dropping white oak, that kind of thing. I typically hunt uh, terrain, bench points, natural funnel, natural uh, travel corridor, anything where I can study a topo map and find multiple intersecting points where I know deer activity is going to take place. That's typically where I set up. Um, being a, a traditional only bow hunter, I, I have to get within 20 yards, so usually using some kind of natural funnel to, to make that happen. Okay, perfect. And again, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it makes a lot of sense, you know, kind of how you how you hunt, especially, you know, with traditional gear. You know, you're trying to get them in, you know, closer 
even more so than maybe what you know a guy hunting with his compound or whatever might would be trying to focus on so you know it's probably a lot more hit or miss with what you're trying to do that really can make or break a hunt well and the 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 other plus side of the way i hunt is i don't think i've had but two outings where i haven't had close encounters with with animals whether it was uh whitetails uh wild hogs or bears been on a lot of bear sightings this year and had quite a few close encounters with bears just because without the white oaks they're having to travel a lot more uh, to get their preferred food source so um it's been a, it's been an interesting season really looking forward we're supposed to get some cooler weather starting this coming weekend so i'm really looking forward to seeing the activity pick up with the cooler temperatures okay perfect well once again steve we appreciate you coming on and guys make sure you go check out steve's podcast traditional outdoors always a good time listen to what they have to talk about also uh we'll be going on talking with them in a little while and uh you know it's always a good time kind of getting an idea of you know their style of hunting plus it's something that me and andrew are very fascinated with and try to get into hunting uh, with some traditional gear maybe in the future which it'll be a challenge but definitely i'm starting to get more and more amped up for it so uh once again steve appreciate you coming on man and i uh, hope you have a great season Thank you for having me, and same to you guys. All right, guys, and next on the line, we have our buddy Chad Granger from Alabama. Hey, Chad, how are you doing today? Good, man. Awesome, man. I'm glad to glad to have you on the phone and kind of get a, actually get our first interviewer from Alabama. Alabama season is about to come in in about, a, what is it, about a week now? Monday. Monday. Oh, man. we got October 15th. See, I've been out of the state too long. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. That is awesome. So Monday is going to be the 15th opening day. It's going to be an awesome hunt for you guys. Well, kind of talk to us real quick about, you know, what's the activity you've been seeing on camera so far up until this point? Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Most of my scouting has been done by camera. I forgot a new new little baby at home, so that's kind of something I'm going to have to juggle this year. It's awesome and fun, but it's limit, limited to my scouting a little bit early season, but I have a lot of good activity on camera. Um, I'm seeing bucks still grouped up. They really haven't split up yet. Now, I don't know if they're on consistent summer patterns. I think they're starting to, to move away from that, but they're still together, most of them that I have on camera. And up until this point of your area, uh, you know, just with you driving around the farms or anything, you know, what does the acorn crop look like for your area along with the soft mass? Yeah, man, that's one surprising thing. I, I thought with the rain we've had this year that we'd have a good acorn crop, but the ones I've ground checked have been empty. I've che- I've ground checked some some white oaks in a white oak flat near one of my fields. I, they were mostly empty. Um, I, I didn't find one that was dropping. But I didn't search them all. Um, but the one that was really surprising is I have a couple water oaks that are usually great annual producers and pretty consistent and they were dry. Um, so I don't know. That's just a few ground checks in a few areas. I know that can be regional, but from, from those two checks, it's looking pretty slim. Um, which I think can, once you find a producer, it'll isolate the deer and be great hunting if you find the producers. But a lot of them, it looks like it's going to be a slow crop, at least where I'm hunting. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like uh, it's the year to really have some good food plots put in. But other than that. Exactly, exactly. Now, well, also in, in your area, you know, do you all have any kind of soft mass, persimmons, muscadines, or anything like that this year? Yeah. And now I haven't ground checked any of them on property. I was doing some 
some rucking or some um, heavy li- heavy load backpacking about a month ago for an elk trip, and there was a couple persimmons on a local park that were just loaded down a month ago. Now I don't know anything more recent than that. All right, and then you know up until this point right now, from what you've been seeing on camera, you know are the bucks right now still grouped up, or are they starting to separate? For the most part, the ones I've seen are still grouped up. Um, half of them are still in velvet. Half of them are hard horn. Uh, I think the more that they all get hard horn, the more they'll start to separate. But right now, they're still in their bachelor groups. And with you know some of those hard horns, some of them velvet. I mean, do you expect to see any kind of buck activity when it comes to rubs or scrapes? Anything so far this season? Definitely rubs, obviously because they're they're shedding their velvet. Um, but I actually went and checked the public parcel today where I had some bought scrapes and I found an active scrape, um, about 50 yards before a couple, uh, mock scrapes that I created. So I did see that scrape today. So we'll, you know, I don't think there'll be many, but I think there are some out there. Well, where, you know, your properties that you kind of hunt, you know, kind of that, you know, that's, you know, middle of the States, you know, Southern middle of the state of Alabama, but, you know, what time of the year are they normally running in that area? Man, I hunt from the swamps of Selma to the hills of, of Birmingham. So a particular track I hunt outside of Birmingham, they're um, early December, early to mid-December. Most of the properties I hunt are um, pre-ruts around Christmas, but they're really starting to go early January, mid-January. And then all the way in Selma and South Alabama, those are late January or early February. So, I mean, Alabama is unique to where you can hit, you can just follow the rut. Um, so it's pretty fun if you've got access to properties in different regions. Yeah, and we talked about that before where, you know, you can, if you had the time, and there's enough public land, I think you could do it if you just want to do like a public land tour. You could pretty much hunt the rut from mid-November in some, you know, if you were trying to hit maybe like Bankhead or something, you know, up in Jackson County, something like that starting to work all your way down south and pretty much hunt the you know hunt running activity all the way until the end of the season so yeah it's pretty fascinating but you know up until this point again you know kind of running your cameras you know what is the fawn recruitment looking like on your properties is it up down or pretty much the same as past years i think it's i think it's about the same i mean i'm seeing most mature does with fawns some with singles some with uh twins um so it looks good but i think it was i don't think it's above average i think it's just um, like it is most years. And, you know, you kind of touched on rain a little bit earlier, but, you know, how much rain have y'all had up until this point in your part of Alabama? And, you know, has that affected the deer, uh, in your opinion, at all? Yeah, I know we had a lot of rain early summer. Um, it, it slowed down a little bit, and then we've picked it up, especially recently uh, with the hurricane coming through. But, I, yeah, I think it's I – th- I mean, the surprising thing is the acorn crop um, – from, from what I've ground proof being slow, but I'd say a lot of my cameras, it looks like we have a good antler growth the year um, coming from some deer I've been tracking. Um, so I'm encouraged by that. All right, Chad. Well, kind of to wrap up this uh, this uh, buck report, you know, kind of give us what is your early season tactic when season comes in on Monday uh, for you, whether you're going to be chasing one of your bucks or just going after some doe? Yeah. Um, given the acorn crop scenario um i'm not a huge greenfield hunter but i do love greenfields early season i feel like the the best way to get on mature deer 
um, on some of your private properties early season or on your food plots just because it's the least pressure that those deer have experienced in a year. And so usually you can catch a bachelor group coming to a food plot if you got it in early enough and you're starting to pattern to it. Um, so I love food plots early season. I love them even more this year given what I've seen with the acorn crops. So I think if you've got grass growing, um, those first two weeks of food plot hunting with a bow are going to be excellent. If you can find um, the isolated trees that are producing with acorns, I think that's another good thing. And so if I was going to do it one way or the other, I would try to target those isolated acorn trees in the morning, and I'd hit food plots in the afternoon. All right, perfect. Well, I think that's a good tactic, and I think – you know that's gonna be something very successful in Alabama. I always, you know, I loved hunting those years when I, you know, when you you have a pretty good piece of private ground with some food plots in it. When you did have a bad acorn crop, man, because you talk about man picking deer off left and right. The only problem is you hunt the edge of those fields and you got a lot more, a lot more eyes looking at you. Uh, so man, you gotta be kind of sneaky. But that's awesome, Chad. Well, man, we appreciate you coming on for this week's episode. We'll definitely keep in touch with you throughout the season. And uh, I know everyone's gonna be excited to hear. Uh, you part of our episode that you and uh, Andrew recorded with Chuck Sykes uh, yeah. that's dropping on Monday. So we appreciate you doing that, man. We're definitely going to have to have you back on. Andrew said it was awesome. So I'm yeah, excited yeah, to hear we it. Got some, we got some good questions out of him. So good answers from my questions. So it ought to be a good good episode. Awesome. Perfect, Chad. Well, we appreciate it, man. And I hope you have a great season, okay? All right, man. Y'all go ahead and write down the dates, June 28th through June the 30th. Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, We talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you, you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it, you're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no brainer. You got to be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.